Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom. What is going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turton from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. <laughs> Rob, you're very excited. I'm pumped. I'm super pumped. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it right now because we're gonna it's gonna come up later. Uh, but want to give a massive shout out to our newest sponsor uh, for the podcast, the Show Me Snake Shows. Mickey and uh, Tamara Meyer hooking us up. Uh, heck yeah, Rob! <laughs> Rob's like I'm rocking this shirt, man. I'm pumped. I got the Show Me Snake shirt show on, <laughs> and and like I'm super pumped because Mickey actually wants to make the reptile hobby better he's pushing us arc he's pushing yes. having good vendors he's pushing responsible ownership and teaching the public that's what that's what i'm about so i'm you know i fuck with him he's cool <laughs> absolutely man so uh you guys will uh hear a little bit more about show me snakes uh and of course our year sponsor uh black box cages black box cages boom in this episode um yeah how you doing rob it's been a little bit i've been away uh dealing with family stuff but uh how are you doing i'm doing pretty good dude i i started a new job and um i spent a lot of time outside so mm-hmm. i've just been like field herping while i work <laughs> 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 and so i've been i uh need to feel herp what the i heck? mean that's not exclusively what i'm doing but <laughs> i've found like four or five dk snakes just like out and about while i'm working and i'm like yeah a little bit of snake action that pumps up the day in february makes it a little bit less boring hell yeah heck yeah dude that's awesome that's awesome uh all right so uh i don't i know people are here not for not for us but for our guests so i don't want to make them wait uh but we're super excited we're talking with another one of our friends from above uh, we're hanging out tonight with Will from Royal Canadian Reptiles. Let's bring him on here. Boom! What's up, dude? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going What's pretty good. good. How are you yeah. doing? I'm good, man. I can't complain at all. Life's good. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so before we dive deep into all the stuff that we were talking about before we went live, for anybody who doesn't know you, can you give us the brief synopsis, the brief synopsis of who you are, what got you into reptiles, that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, you know, that, that classic story, you know, grew up loving animals still to this day, love animals. Um, always found reptiles fascinating. Uh, had a ball python as a kid. My dad's a veterinarian. So the having snakes was always like super cool. It was no problem there. And uh, basically I went off to college, uh, got rid of our, or the original ball python I had for years and uh, went off to college, worked, walked past a, actually, honestly, the pet store I used to walk by had lemurs. It had like like a cage with like oh lemurs. that's dope and I wasn't even going in to look at snakes I was going to look at lemurs like every day they're like yeah. right the they had this cage and you could put your hands up and they'd come up and like touch on your hands and stuff and uh, I got to know the owner because he saw me every day and uh, anyways classic story ball python in the back wasn't selling I was like oh I, I don't have any money but I'll like take this and uh, I came in and helped him clean fish tanks and stuff and he gave me the snake and I went home and. Did the the classic like, ball python and the first thing that popped up was like boom i just google ball python images and it was just like what the hell why doesn't my snake look like that one? <laughs> that one's way cooler you know and uh and here we are you know i went to my dad i we i had bred some stuff i went to dad and dad was just about it as as i was and we kind of went into business together and still to this day it's uh helped me out a ton get get us off the ground and um yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I can't believe it's almost fourteen years now. Like it's just like that's badass, you dude. Go, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's wild. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. So okay, so now I want to know what kind of lemurs were in that story. Ring you remember ringtails? Oh yeah, yeah. heck yeah, dude. yeah. Well, you know that Zabumafu type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. Like eventually, I got to go in and like I fed them like little fruits and stuff, and they were they were super chill. Like they were pretty cool. That's awesome. Cool. I just, every time I leave school, I, I was on the way home. I walked by that pet store. I was like, oh, I wonder what he got in today. Went in, just checked it out, you know. <laughs> Started sh- yeah. shooting, a, shooting the shit and 
Yeah, it was really like, yo, these lemurs are dope as hell, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got to check. Like, I'm really just here for the lemurs, man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then you know, you go over the little reptile section, and they had like iguanas and your typical um, stuff you see, like stuff that's in the pet stores that probably shouldn't be. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, that's that's a whole other thing. Heck yeah, man! I dig it. I dig it. So it all kind of started from there. That's that's pretty epic, man. Yeah, and it just like you know, it was. It's been a crazy ride we went and you know mark mandic helped us out a lot right out of the get-go uh mm-hmm. ralph davis helped us out a lot right out of the get-go Heck yeah. um you know those two guys are pretty well where i built the majority of our collection from and then oh excuse me started taking little pieces here and there from from other breeders in the states and um this was back way before like you know even like reptiles express where now you can do like imports they'll handle everything they'll ship it right to your door no this is like I had to go to the airport, clear customs, back to the thing, clear it, go through fish and wildlife and do that whole, the inspections and all that stuff. But all the headaches. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a bit of a headache, but I mean, where else were you going to get like a super phantom yellow belly at the time? Like, come on. Like, right. That's you true. Know? Okay. Okay. So you, so since you brought up Ralph, do you remember uh, your first reaction when you saw that video of the flat line? Yeah, bro. It was. <laughs> what is that? How can I get? Them? And uh, I actually have a. Si- uh, I don't know if it's a sibling or like a re- relative to it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's past- there was a pastel Anchi, and I still have her to this day. She's Posset Clown. I only, I only got like three clutches out of her, but there's something else going on there. I don't know if it's like. And Ralph, I, he's hard to get a hold of now. I sent him an email with pictures, but no, no response really. Yeah, you know it's funny. I sent him a, a message on Facebook the other day because I I'd love to talk with Ralph. I haven't talked to Ralph in in many years. Right. Um, yeah. So I sent him a message like, "What's up, man? You probably don't even freaking remember me, you know? But I see you're still doing things. You know, you still got some stuff happening. Like, love to have you on the podcast." And he totally read it and just left me on read. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Blast. yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like even back in the day. It was like yeah, <laughs> you know, it was just Ralph, I think. But yeah. uh, no, he's a great guy, and and he helped us out a lot with you know getting it getting off the ground and access to some some really cool stuff early on and uh yeah it was just sort of you know i mean he was the king right it was just the uh, yeah the stuff he was making i mean i i, I went back shit, probably a, a month ago i went back mm-hmm. and watched his videos from like 2011 and i was like oh, bro yeah. i'd be happy to hatch any of this still today like what? any of it <laughs> you know <laughs> like the those super phantom combos i'm like yo why is no one fucking with this stuff mm-hmm. like this stuff is cool it there really were is. All super phantom combos everyone's like no oh, clown clown i'm like man i mean i don't know man there's some other stuff here that's really cool yeah. Clown's the most badass recessive gene there is but you know what i mean it's like yeah i don't know i think a lot of stuff's been forgotten about i i agree man and it's it was a shame seeing seeing ralph get out you know because he had so much so so much epic shit yeah that was going on so it's like man if, if he didn't get out i could only imagine the kind of stuff that RDR would be pumping out right now. And we'd all just be like, okay, so there's no point in doing ball pythons anymore. Cause it's basically just like Ralph and Justin and Ozzy. And then the rest of us are just going to hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like sometimes it's, it feels that way. Like, but that's honestly, that's how I felt 10 years ago. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, look what this guy's got. But that's just, it's easy to feel that way. But at the end of the day, like if you put the time, you're, and you put the time and you put the effort and you get the right animals and you start the projects and you have the forethought to do it. You can work your way up the the totem pole, really. Yeah. And it's 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 amazing seeing some of the guys that I've you know I knew at the start who have amounted not, not shouldn't that's such a terrible way to say it, but haven't really like they're they haven't really taken off. They haven't really done much. Yeah, they stayed in that like oh I don't want to take any risk and it was like that's cool man that's totally totally up to them, but. Then you see other guys who went the complete opposite direction and they took some risk and now the stuff they're making, it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Dude, yep. Even these new guys, people having like, oh, it's my first clutch. I'm like, oh, what's it for? Oh, OD Yellow Belly Dream Schools. What? Yeah. First clutch? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is crazy, man. I, I I always tell people like, cause cause I'll get that that question a lot. Like, what's like, what's the craziest thing to you when it comes to ball pythons? And I'm like, man, the fact that somebody's first snake can be a, a, a coral glow. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that's so affordable. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I used to look at Nerd's website and see a male coral glow for sixty five k. 
Yeah. You know, well, now you can go buy it at fucking PetSmart for 350 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, and yeah, it's crazy that, that your entry into this game can be, you know, a mind-blowing creation if you're willing to put up a little a little bit of dough. Absolutely. The, the Coral Glow thing, man, I almost got into that. Like, I, it was like a... I shouldn't say that because I had nowhere near the funds to, to pick something. <laughs> well, like, it was like this, like, turning point where we were sort of sitting there going, like, you know, the Coral Glows, the GHIs, all, it was all codom combos. And yes. that was, like, or incomplete dominance, I suppose. But that's what everybody wanted. And it was, like, the, that was the craze. And I just couldn't swing 20,000, 30, 40, 50,000 on a snake. So it was just, like, man, yeah. I have, like, formal hobbies. Like, I can't, you know. And, and it, just, it just didn't make sense. So instead, I bought a called Mark and Kim Bell from Reptile Industries. And I bought Pastel DG. And I was just like, yes. as soon as I took it out of the bag, I was like, yo, wh- why is this not like the, the thing everybody's looking at right now? This is blowing my fucking mind. And mm-hmm. it just became like this thing. I kept, everyone that came over, I'm like, yo, look at this. They're like, oh my God, what is that? They tell them Pastel DG. They're like, oh, is that like desert? Like, no, 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 it's not. Is that yeah. a desert hypo? No, 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 no. And, uh, and now, bro, I can't hatch enough of the things. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably 30 messages a day. Hey, what do you have for DJ? I'm like, bro, that's sold out for like six months now. Like, call me. In like <laughs> no, it's, it's insane. It's yeah. just wild. But yeah, I just work with what you like. And I mean, everything has its time, you know? Prove yeah, to people. Exactly. Show people what you see in it. You know? Everything yes. has potential. Yes. Everything has potential. But it's just, you know, it's up to you to unlock that. You can I can say, Absolutely. oh, it's got potential until I'm blue in the face. But if I just keep making the same shit over and over and over again, and it's not really like new show people why you're so excited about it. And that's when things kind of take off for you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Rob and I have talked about that when it comes to like Borneo short tails and blood pythons, because so, so much of it's like line based breedings. Right. You know? <clears throat> um, so, you know, and, and they also don't have the greatest reputation. So you have to like get the people just as excited as you are. Yeah, you know, and I guess it's something we don't necessarily think quite as much about for ball pythons, just because they're already a super popular pet. Right. So it's just a matter of getting the right customer on the right day. But when it's a project like that that you've been in at, you know, so early in the game, where you're like, oh, you know, it's it's an awesome looking animal, but I'm going to go back over here to these uh, blue eyed leucistics and you know these lemon blasts and right. shit. You know, <laughs> I'm going to stay over here. You know, so, but to stick with it, and now it's literally like one of the hottest morphs on the market it's like finally just getting those just desserts dude what's all around you almost everywhere you look and makes your life better birds learn all about these beautiful creatures in this wonderful new podcast called birds of a feather talk together two experts guide two newbies on their journey to learn more mallard ducks ivory-billed woodpeckers hawaiian honey creepers Blue Jays, Cardinals, Sandhill Cranes, and more. Each week we discuss a different bird and walk away with a better understanding of the birds all around us. Oh, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Listen now. You're going to like learning about these birds. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's awesome. And the, the crazy thing, like when you said about line breeding, right? Mm-hmm. Like pretty much every other species, line breeding is like what you do. Right. It's like you want to you want to make like the darkest blacks or this or that. Mm -hmm. And then in ball pythons, it's like, what's the next morph? What can we add to this? There's no like it's not line bred. And I I see guys that are doing some line breeding work. Um, I don't mean to like rain on that parade whatsoever, but because because it's it's an important thing, you know, like Barnhart line black pastel. Mm -hmm. Fantastic looking black pastel. And it's the black pastel that I choose to use. But one of the problems with line breeding is is like with ball pythons like yeah this black we made this enchi look so much more reduced and it's like yeah but i can like breed it to like an od yellow belly and make it more reduced too you know what i mean it's like there's almost like a point in ball pythons where line breeding becomes like why because there's a new morph every single day it seems like and it's just at that (laughs) point where by the time you breed out like four or five gens of, of line breeding, like the market's like completely off. Oh, somewhere yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. You know? And that's exactly. my worry with line breeding ball pythons. I have now 
technically everyone's line breeding because they're keeping their stock back and their best of their best. And that's, uh, you know, sort of line breeding. Um, yeah. But if you were to like take an Enchi and be like, okay, I'm going to take this Enchi and then I'm going to breed it into this and I'm going to keep the best that. And I'm going to just, just work on Enchi. I wonder how much you'd change that Enchi over eight years, 10 years. I don't right. know the answer there. Is yeah. it so variable because it's a genetic trait or is it, you know, like with chondros, right? You're not, they're not genes. They're like, they're, they're, they're lines. They're, you know, these parents were funky. doesn't mean the babies are going to be <laughs> right. right. But ball python's like, oh, that, that had spider in it. Oh, babies will have spider. In it. It's like, it's, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a much different way of thinking. Like when, when I, when I was coming up, <clears throat> um, I had a lot of ball python stuff, but I was a colubrid guy, like big on okay. colubrids, you know, and they, they're another one, like corn snakes was what I, I focused on a lot with. And, um, you know, there's plenty of morphs of corn snakes, but there was also a lot of attention to the line breeding. But sure. you're almost forced into that sort of because while there were a handful of recessive mutations, like that's all we had. And there right. weren't very many new things popping up. So it was just like, how can I take this uh, annery and make it the nicest annery possible? Right. Um, you know, or like uh Rob when we were at Daytona and we looked at uh Lee Abbott's um Oh my coral, Lanta. Like, just these so it's basically just like a ghost coin, so a hypo annery. Yeah. Right, that uh they started to express a little bit of pink pigment. A little aridophore was starting okay, to cool. bleed through. And Lee took those pink animals and bred them back into pink animals and bred them back into pink animals. And these things, bro, were so fucking fluorescent pink. Literally. I you could, could you could see them from way down the yeah. aisle. Yeah. Really? Dude, yeah. I was like, I don't know how you melted a starburst onto your fucking corn snake, dude, but mm -hmm. I want them all. Like, <laughs> I fucking want them all, dude. And, and I'm sure that's, that's possible with ball pythons. Yeah. I'm sure it is. It's got to be. Right, it's possible with everything else. So why not with mm. ball pythons? I just don't. I don't. I don't want to be the guy to do it. Yeah, which I'm is, keep which up is fair. The, yeah, I'm gonna well, get I, I, tons of respect to the guys that do it, and I will happily buy into that project. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to be the guy to spend my time trying to further an NC line. Uh, now, right. in, in Tom's case, this is not a knock at Tom Harbin or Barnhart at all, because mm. I super respect the guy. In Tom's case, he brought in. It black pastel it was like okay this is really nice i'm gonna start my project with this animal mm -hmm. i believe that's how that whole scenario started um and so i got like, my hats off to him like look at those things man i have barnhart black pastel clowns and a black pastel clowns and i'm like yo you dude these look the like difference. different snakes yeah yeah, yeah like, these are different things you know and so yeah so yeah i don't know man i i, I respect the line breeding thing yeah i'm just a morph guy you know, yeah. I just, I, I love the, I think what makes me so excited about ball pythons is the, okay, if I pair these two snakes together and I hit one of these, that will be het for this. And then I take that and it can go back into this and, and, and like the logistics of, of, it's always of forward one, thinking, catching one of these and then putting it over here. And that works with this, these projects tie together. That's really like the, the, the challenge and the excitement for me because breeding ball yeah. pythons is not that difficult. Right, that and that's that's exactly it. When you when you start to get to the people that you know they're they're working larger scale, right. there's a lot of similarity in that mentality where it's like you know the, breeding these animals is not a challenge, but thinking logistically and planning ahead to be like, hey, you know, I want to breed these two snakes to get this so that in two years I can breed it to that and get it to this, right. and then go from there. So you're all you you can never rest. There's right. always some forward momentum. You're always just that. like, yeah, I I spend hours. I go and I sit in my room. I put a chair in the room. I kick my feet up on the rack and lean Just back in the chair. And like look up at the wall. Yes, I do the I same shit. Like, you know? Okay, how will that tie into that? Okay, no, that won't work. This male. If I hit one of these, then that could work. You know, I just brainstorm for hours. Yeah. And I still do that 14 years later. You know, it's that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent, dude. Yeah, that, that was me going into this year's breeding season. It was like just staring at a rack <laughs> for multiple hours. I'm like, all right, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I really enjoy that that aspect of the, the ball pythons. Heck yeah. Yeah, man, 100%. And I, I think when it when it comes to like, just, just to touch back on the line breeding thing for a second, like trying to explain to people what that's like, you know, so 
as you're saying, you, you use the the Barnhart black pastels because what they you know what they look like, and it's it overall seems like a better quality black pastel. I always try to explain to people like we understand genetics in its most basic sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. Like uh, I mean, we've talked. You know, Rob and I, we've talked with uh, Steve Tillis, who will like break everything down to like the most <laughs> minuscule molecular <laughs> level, and you're like, holy fuck, I need to go back to school. But uh, <laughs> but the way I try to explain it to people is like each genetic trait is a light switch. Yeah. Right. And it's either on or off. But that light switch is comprised of millions of other light switches. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. So, you know, so you get, OK, the gene is on, but maybe there's one element of that that part of the switch that's not on. You know, yeah. and that's what separates your black pastels from the Barnhart black pastels. Sure. You know, it, it's just that, an extra element that's been plugged into that light switch. And the other thing is that, like, two different lines of something, you know, they they can be used. Like, that's why I always, I'm always, like, really skeptical of people that are like, oh, this line's better than that line. Better for what? What are you trying to do with it? Are you trying right. to design a combo and, like, okay this line will allow me to throw darker blacks into this snake. And that's the, the direction I'm trying to go with this specific combo that I'm picturing in my head. But this line is going to give me nice oranges and nice yellows. And that's going to work really well for a combo over here. So better, worse is it's so like, sure. Uh, yeah. Better what, you, you know, know, it's funny. I was, I was listening to a podcast you did. I think, I think it was with, with MJ. Or, okay. or something and uh and you were talking about like the early days of like the forums everybody on the forums and how it was all just like everybody shitting on everybody else oh yeah know, to, to just make their project ahead and i i remember those days quite well and 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 yeah it's like okay it's it's worse than this but for what reason like how can you compare two things especially like if you were to talk about something like ghi and banana or something like that like yeah, exactly. you can't compare those two because they do totally different all. things what like either they're, they're different, you know, it makes no sense. Oh, my project's better. I guess if you want to make bubblegum looking snakes, you want to make dark, <laughs> dark snakes, bananas not doing shit for you, you know? Yeah. It's uh so it's just like a, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone gets into this, like, you know, I, I think it would just take a step back and like, look at what the animal is. It's like, okay, this one's dark. This will work well in dark combos. This one's bright, probably a great addition for bright combos. Maybe we put the fuckers together and see what happens there. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much we don't understand. And yeah, you know, like that, like that analogy of like the, the genes, a light switch, but there's a million other light switches. Well, how do we figure out to turn 50% of those other light switches on or the other 50% on like it's, it's, there's also a ton of like randomness to it too. Right. It's just polymorphism. Like, yes. That you know. is a word that most people in the ball python industry don't know or understand. <laughs> and, and it drives me nuts because, I mean, I'm sure you deal with it, too. You get that person that sends you a message with a picture of their pastel, and they're like, I don't know, man. It, just, it looks like a really weird pastel. You think there's something else going on in there? It's like, no, dude. It's just it, it, it hatched out of the egg at 60 degrees uh, off to the right, and that made this flame bigger than the other one. Or, like, I don't know, maybe it's going to maybe – you like, yeah, roll the egg something, or something there. Yeah, you definitely got something there. Yeah. Hold everything back, bring it all <laughs> together, hold all those back, you know, run with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I don't know, man. If you see something, breed it, bro. That's really what it comes down to. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. It's it's funny because uh, you know, when when I was when I was growing up, coming up into ball pythons, like Kevin at nerd was one of my go-to people, you know, sure. and, uh, and he's oh, Mr. Oh. Attention to detail for everything. And I remember asking him about like hidden gene Woma and how to, how to tell the difference between a hidden gene Woma with granite and a hidden gene Woma without granite, because now everything, nobody really identifies granite much right. anymore, but there, there is a marker. But I, that first mention, he was like, look at that dot right there. And I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, bro. Like, Coming into this, like it was like the Ralph and Kevin and like Rafi were doing the videos at Kevin's and stuff. Yeah. And I remember watching those and, and Kevin would be like, like, you know, I, I don't know Kevin personally at all. So like, but it's, it, it was just funny. Cause it'd be like, this is a hidden gene Woma fader, yellow belly, granite, enchi, leopard spot. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you seeing this shit, man? Like, I don't, I was just looking at it like, 
that thing's like patternless. How the fuck? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at my face going like, how does he see that? Like, yeah, know. looking at it like, oh, there's a fader in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the guy's definitely got an eye for detailer. He wouldn't be where he is. Yeah, for sure. I just, I, I always laugh because, you know, we talk about these people that are like, oh, you know, there's something a little different with my snake. And it's like, Kevin built nerd on that entire thought process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't give up on your extra dots, people. Right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so, then there's stuff that actually is something. Right. right? Then there's the ones that I'm like, I've had people send those too, where they're like, does this look like something that's hatched out of a pastel to an inch? I'm like, okay, you got something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's so different that you're like, something's weird. Yeah, it's so different where you're like, okay, that can't, that could be polygenics, but it actually looks like maybe something got unlocked somewhere. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And I think, I mean, we start to see that. I think we're going to start to see that more frequently. Uh, yeah. The more, you know, the more things we just start breeding to each other. I mean, look at like leopard essentially sneaking its way out of pied stuff. Okay. So how do you guys feel about the idea of spontaneous mutation? So all of these genes, like one day, mm-hmm. like an albino just hatched, mm-hmm. you know, were those parents yeah. albino or were they, was that gene, did that gene mutate in the egg and that albino stemmed the rest of the albinos? Where did all these genes come from? They have to mutate somehow, right? They're mutations. Yeah. And so now that ball pythons are being bred on such a giant scale, it's bound to be happening in your incubator. Are you are people gonna just all of a sudden like, wait, what the fuck is this thing? This doesn't make any sense. They breed it, <laughs> they're breeding it back to the parents, not making them again. But they breed it to something else and don't like, you know what I mean? Like the, the mom is not het, the baby is a visual. How did that happen? Well, it was a spontaneous mutation in the egg it's i, I don't yeah. know i don't know maybe that's a, is that a thing i mean how did banana come to be right i could certainly see it see it happening i mean in <clears throat> like look at incomplete dominance all of a sudden there was a banana right and it's it's like ah. it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like it has to exist somewhere on that allele but what makes it actually click well, and become, turn that light switch on yeah exactly right? that's yeah exactly so how did how does that work you know, yeah, exactly. and, and will that start happening in incubators? Dude, just roll your eggs. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in the old school hovabator with the chicken egg <laughs> rotator and <laughs> you'll get you'll get some weird shit. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Put them in a rotisserie, just <laughs> Oh my Lanta. Yeah. <laughs> Look at every ball python breeder in the chat right now is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that's how he's been making those. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's but... guys, that's what made spider wobble. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 just like that, you know, how does that how does that work? It's all of a sudden there was a phantom. All of a sudden, there's a blackhead, a banana, a GHI, a spot right. note go on and on and on and on. And they came from somewhere. They don't just naturally, well, they obviously they naturally occur, but they mutated somehow. Right. And I just wonder, are, is weird anomalies and stuff like that, is that potentially what's going on? I, again, I don't have the answer. Someone way smarter than me has to answer that question. I just think of this idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. It's possible. Thinking, thinking on genetics in a, in a more advanced light, again, like, most people don't do that because we're we're just we're so standardized in the mendelian genetic of like okay this is you know this is a mojave i breed this to a normal i'm going to get normals and mojaves this is albino i breed it to a het i make albinos and hets and like, right that's, that's it so to start having the conversations about like polygenics you know spontaneous genetic mutation like <clears throat> these are these are uh important to start thinking about and it's just taking genetics to the next level the the downfall becomes when you get the people who are just like this sounds like biology class and like yeah just well, turn off you know? what do you think you're doing in your basement you know like pretty much <laughs> you know you're, you're you're breeding genes and like it's i mean that's the fun of it right yeah i Heck love yeah. that that like brainstorm like okay hang on how the like think about that how the fuck did a banana just all of a sudden pop up not only just pop up is like sex linked only gene that we can think of that like males right. produce males females produce male like it's like what the fuck 
you know, how does that happen? Yeah. You know, nature's a crazy fucking thing. And, you know, that's just, I just, you know, yeah. Yeah, this the sex linkage of the banana coral glow stuff. I mean, like that was that was one of the most like mind blowing super moments. You know, like what the hell? You know, and to me, I mean, obviously now ninety percent of what we see is all males. It's just coming from male makers, and you know, because now nobody keeps track of the the uh, generations. You know, but um, I mean, that's crazy to freaking think about. It is. You know, this crazy ass mutation now. Now the only one like it. Yeah, exactly. Nothing and, else touches that. And the most impactful gene in the last 10 years, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like that gene, like all of, when Banana came out, it was, everybody was just like, what the fuck is that? We've never seen this before. Yeah. And then now it's still a commonplace gene. Um, it's still a commonplace gene in every collection. Yeah. You know, every, there, there, that, that was just a, and then males, a male, Bred to another female makes males, unless that male came from a female. It's like I was like, you know, <laughs> eight months into ball pythons, I'm like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Dude, listen, I I can't <laughs> imagine somebody trying to get into ball pythons Today? now. Yeah, for real. You know, it's it's <laughs> like when I started keeping ball like... pythons 16, 17 years ago, it was like, okay, we got about thirty morphs, and what? like. Okay, yeah. this I get this. Now it's like holy shit, like why yeah. are there so many combos? What is going and, on? Man, it's going to get like I can handle like the doubles, the tri- like how to make triples, how to best attack a triple recessive project. You start mm-hmm. to get into like quads, stuff like that. It starts to become like I have to tell, like stop for a second and go like, "Hang on. <laughs> this is a double visual <laughs> double head. This is this is Here's my outcomes. Here's the odds. And I'm just like, holy <laughs> fuck. This is getting crazy. Yeah. Then you add allelic shit into the mix oh, too. Yeah. You know, Candino, Kryptons, all that stuff. And it's just an it's an extra, it's an extra level. Um, the guys who understand Krypton right now, if you're not paying attention to that, that is a cheat code for clowns. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a biological hack to pick out hat clowns. Mm-hmm. And people are still like, I want the pure cryptic. I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. Working with the Krypton allows you to pop that into like all of a sudden it's acting like a visual clown. I'm able to pick like if I take a Krypton, breed it into one of my combo het clowns. Not only do I now have those genes that were in the clown, which is a much more developed project, mm-hmm. pulled over into the cryptic project, but I can now normally I'd have a one in four shot. Oh, those are my clowns, the rest is 66% het. But when you all of a sudden I can start to pick out the Kryptons in the clutch. I know with 100% certainty they're heck clown. And now I can start to use that to your advantage, especially yeah. when you start having other recessives on top of there, like uh, a, a hypo Krypton. Okay. That really starts to really become advantageous to, okay. I can start picking out those heck clowns that are head hypo. You yeah. know, it's, it's a, it's a cheat code, man. And no one's really paying attention to it. Yeah. That was uh, I think that was one of the, the, is it next to the candy, candino, toffee, toffino stuff? I mean, there, there's not much in the world of allelic recessives. So when uh, when that got stumbled upon, I, <clears throat> I will I will never forget the conversation I had with Kevin because a lot of people don't realize that the cryptic uh, started with Kevin. Yeah, and he was uh, disappointed in the project and just kind of let the project go because he assumed it was going to be an incomplete dominant mutation the way the way it looked he figured it was sure. going to be something you could, you could make that argument yeah yeah you know and uh so he he kind of like was like ah you know it's not not doing what i expected it to do and let it go and i think it most of it ended up in the hands of the bells yeah um you know that's so- <clears throat> i stumbled on it because i originally mm-hmm. got the the desert ghost stuff from the bells and <clears throat> before we had even figured it out i was calling them faux clowns <laughs> they didn't go back and like, like, these are full clowns. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. And because uh, I was breeding clowns to my desert ghost, trying to make double hats. And I kept making these, like, what the fuck? That's not a pastel leopard. You know, and yeah. I was making these things. And I'm like, people are coming over, like, yeah, it's just a weird pastel. I'm like, dude, if you think that's a pastel leopard, yeah, no, there's something else. Just man. stop. You yeah. know, just, and I, I had been growing them up and just, and then all of a sudden, sort of like my conversations with, uh, uh, Santiago and Justin and Billy and all the guys who had mm-hmm. sort of been making them um, sort of came together and were sort of like, maybe this is a Lelic. 
and I, 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 I wasn't the one who thought that it was allelic. I believe that was a, a conversation that happened between Justin Santiago and Tom Harbin. I believe that's the, I could be wrong. Don't mm. quote me on that, but I believe they figured they, they sort of brainstormed it all together and figured that out. And then uh, the news, the news broke. And I was like, aha, yep. that's why I can <laughs> fucking make them. Like, that's why I keep making them. Yep. Yeah, when I when I told Kev, I, Kev was uh Kev was by the piranha tank in the pet store, and I was like, dude, you're never gonna get this. And he's like, what? And I was like, you know that project, the cryptic project. He's like, yeah. He's like, it didn't do anything. And I was like, guess what, buddy? It's a Lelic to clown. And he lost his freaking mind. He was like, what? I got rid of all this. I should have been breathing. God dead. I was so disappointed. I just fucking let it go. Then next thing you know, he's got like every clown visual thing in the building going to the last couple of cryptics and het cryptics that he had. Floating right? around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. He's like, I never would have thought about it. It was like, I, don't I was know. watching him by accident. And I, because my desert ghost was a hat, I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was breeding clowns to a desert ghost. I'm like, I don't know. There's something in my, at first I thought there was something in my clown. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's gotta be the clown. This is just a desert ghost. It doesn't look like anything, but it was some crazy clown combo. So I was like, wow, there's gotta be some sort of variability going on there. And uh, turned out it was the female that was doing the, that was making all that. And then I started to be able to backtrace. Oh, mm-hmm. hang on. She's hat. That means she's posset and she's posset and she's posset. And we're slowly been proving those out. Up. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Okay, uh, I want to point out this comment uh, just because it's super important with everything that's going on right now. This is uh, Mike over at Mike's Monitors donated one of his hatchling coming out to the U.S. Ark auction in Arlington, and it brought in 1300 bucks. That's awesome, dude. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, hopefully everybody that's here in the chat and is listening is aware of what's going on uh, here in, in the U.S. with the proposed Lacey Act amendments in the uh, America Competes Act of 2022. Um shameless plug for it because it's happening if you want to check it out on the 17th of this month i'll be doing a live stream on instagram with uh phil goss brian barcheck and mason barnes uh and we're just going to be talking about <coughs> talking about everything that's going on um phil and dave kaufman and uh ryan and erica mcveigh did a great live stream here on youtube uh talking about it and, and got some great info uh, out there, and they raised uh, quite a bit of money uh, for USR with the super chats and everything, and that was that was epic. Um, all right, before we continue, I'm going to run uh, our ad break really quick. We'll come back in about uh, two minutes. Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures. You can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black Box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, Cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat-packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro, XC18, XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CV SC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages. And of course, their website, www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. The Show Me Reptiles and Exotic Shows are taking the country by storm. 
dedicated to education, quality, and engagement, you can expect a wonderful experience at a Show Me Show, be it an expo or an educational event. Founders Mickey and Tamara are working tirelessly to not only create memorable expos and educational events, but also to engage in conservation efforts and industry preservation. They are proud U.S. ARC supporters and do a lot to ensure that they spread the word at every show. Find a Show Me Snakes show near you. Shows are hosted in 19 states, from Rhode Island to Florida, Colorado to Texas. There's sure to be one near you. The Show Me Show territory is ever-growing, so if there isn't one by you just yet, hang tight. To find out more info about the Show Me Shows, to book an educational event, or just to learn more in general, make sure you check out their website, showmesnakes.com. All of the links to their socials and, of course, their website will be available in the podcast description. Bam! So massive shout-out to our two sponsors <clears throat> for the show, Black Box Cages and the Show Me Snakes Reptile Hell Shows yeah. and Educational Events. Um, go check both those guys out. All of their links are in the description. <clears throat> um, yeah, go check them out. Buy yourself a cage and go check out an awesome reptile show. Who wouldn't want to do both of those things? Hey. <laughs> well, you know who I like, and I, I've never spoken to him, but mm. I've been like a silent follower for a long time is Mike's monitors, the cages. That oh guy yeah. Builds bro. I'm Dude. like, holy shit. Yes. Like, you know, I, I've watched YouTube videos and stuff, people touring his place. And I'm just like, I, I would love to just, I, I don't know if you're listening, Mike, or you got time. I'd love to, to chat with you about doing a, uh, how help me build a, uh, terrarium for a blue tree monitor. Because I think that's just like incredible. I would love to put it in my living room. You know, it's like a piece of art, yes. not, a, not a cage. Yes, absolutely. Dude, I was like geeking out at uh, at Tinley. He had that uh, that enclosure, that display enclosure made out of like the wine barrel or the whiskey so barrel. The whiskey yeah. And I was like, what the hell, man? Like that's I know, right? That's so <laughs> sick, man. That's like, you know, like the, my, my fiance, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put the blue tree in the corner. She's like, no, you're not. That's in an exoterra, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, but if I put it in like a nice whiskey cask, it had like obviously a blue tree, not in that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the idea of that, I'm just like, that's amazing. Amazing. I've been watching a lot of videos about guys doing like planted Bavarians. And like, I saw one guy do yeah. like a no animals in it. It was like a six foot by five foot tall. And he just did like a jungle planted terrarium. And it was just like, Damn. oh my God. Like, I don't need anything on the wall. I just want to look at that. You know? <laughs> it's just like incredible. It was just like, holy. It's a, ah, oh, shit. I forgot the guy's name. He's got like a bunch of vervarium builds on uh, on YouTube. He's an artist, though. Oh, he's, an he's got artist. a ton of vervarium yeah. builds. Um, I'm trying I'd to have to, I'll, 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 I'll email you guys the link. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure as soon as you send it over, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's done like he's done like a, a living like on his desk, cut out like a spot where his keyboard oh, goes, and under the keyboard is a glass he built into it, and then he has oh, like shit. moss and stuff growing in it, and some like isopods and stuff in there. I was like, dude, this is crazy. The stuff he's done, I'm just like, oh my god. Serpa yeah, design. That's it. Serpa design. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Incredible stuff. But, oh, yeah, heck yeah, dude. I love that's the. Awesome. I, I really enjoy the. Uh, I suck at it, but uh, I really enjoy the. Um, <laughs> uh, the Bavarian builds. Like I did one for my tree monitor. Had a lot of fun with it. Heck yeah! So I mean, that's that's kind of the perfect segue. I know we've been talking about ball pythons, and I know everybody here enjoys ball python talk. But uh, you don't just keep ball pythons. I don't. No, I mean, I do. Like that's what I breed. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Everything else, everything else, I just look at because I don't know how to breed the shit. But, but uh, yeah, no, I have some, uh, I have some trimarcon. I got some yellow tails and uh, some Mexican uh, rubidus, and then uh, a green tree and a blue tree. And heck yeah, I mean, this is the ball python side of me. I'm like, yo, can you breed a green tree and a blue tree monitor together? I know the monitor guys. Look at look at Rob. The... Rob's face is yeah. like. <laughs> See? You know what I mean? Yeah, like why would you say that, right? I know that I know yeah. that's the original I know that's the original thing, but like imagine we made like a purple one, bro. Come on. Look, I'm I'm gonna get, it I'm, gonna be get purple. A message. I'm gonna get a message from Rob, you fucking ball python guys. Okay, no more. <laughs> yeah, no more ball python guys on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> so it's not for okay, me. Here's my just my thinking. Like, 
they all come from the same like area. They're just they're basically the same freaking species. Like for the most part, they're the Cajun require like every husbandry requirement on them is the same, from what I can understand. I'm not no expert with tree mods. I actually really suck at keeping them. But um I just like I always I just like to think of these things. Like, what if you bred a black and a blue? What do you make like you know, and in between? They've already they, done it. They have? Yeah, they're ugly. <laughs> they're fucking abominations. <laughs> they look like an ugly black. Like I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, Rob. That's okay. racist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm glad someone did it because, like, you have to try these things, right? No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, God. Rusty, the, the... it's fight on site, bro. It's fight on site. <laughs> <laughs> What my ass, but I, I know what the English. I know what the next October Tinley Rumble is going to be. Legit. <laughs> I'll raise money for US Arc. We're throwing hands. No yeah. hybrid tree monitors. I my ass beat for US Arc. I mean, yeah, we yeah. Do that. I'm going to get up and still come at you with these ideas, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just every every blow is just like blue what tree to red. I was like, wow, this guy's cool. He's got true monitors. He's like, what if we hybridize them? It's like, oh, he's not cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> Another species I'd love to keep is uh, is basins, the basin emeralds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm obsessed with them. I think they're the coolest, probably the coolest snake there is, to be honest. I mean, I mean the Bolins are really cool too, but I just have this thing for the that like bulldog head hanging from a branch. Like it just, yeah, that, that look, you know, in a nice, I know like, the, the the breeders and stuff and even most keepers keep them in a pretty simplistic style setup mm-hmm. um but i would love to see one in a nice planted tank and like the just just as a pet i don't want to breed the thing i don't really want to breed i just want to like observe it because they're just gorgeous yeah. they're just unbelievably pretty i don't want to handle the thing because i'm going to get lit up but um <laughs> basins are actually pretty chill i've handled a lot of basins i've only come close to getting bit like twice once when i was sexing on and then once when lucas was holding them <laughs> i've heard they're a lot more chill than northern they're real yeah. chill they're super chill like i literally would just open up the cage at nerd and i could just stick my hand in and just pat them on the head they don't care really that's yeah. so cool yeah yeah don't do that yeah, with northerns but don't basins, do that you with can northerns do that. yeah no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> basins is, is chill though they're incredible they're incredible looking animals so yeah, yeah, they really are. And if you do get them in, in a nice badass setup like that where it really is naturalistic, I mean, it's it's Beautiful, cool. We right? we had uh, <clears throat> it was it was a northern. I'm, I'm pretty sure or maybe it was a basin that uh, that one that ended up in the education room. Those are northerns. Those are northerns. Yeah. OK, yeah, I couldn't remember. I just remembered it, it was an emerald tree bow. I just didn't remember which one. But uh, it was all planted out and, you know, branches and everything in there. And going into that room and seeing that thing just kind of set on there, perched around all right? that greenery and everything. You're yeah, like, man, that guess... just looks dope. <laughs> yeah, I think Julia planted that tank. It came out really cool. It really did come out awesome. Yeah. No, it's a very, very cool. Yeah. Have you seen the the basin hybrids, huh? <laughs> so here's the deal. That's one of the few hybrids that actually came out decent looking is the basin northern hybrids because they created those crazy snowflake things. Oh, is that what those are? Yeah. Those are hybrids. Okay. I did not know that. I thought they were just like line bred basins. Um, I've seen some cool hybrids, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I, look look so will i'm just they all tell look the you, same while will? they're going down king cobra's throats that's they all look yeah, the same so while they're getting they gotta eat, eat too you know i have no they no do yeah that's true uh, uh will i was gonna say as long as you don't say anything about uh blood or short tail hybrids because if you start saying shit about blood or short tail hybrids i'll log gotta, off I gotta, right I gotta, now i gotta i'll log off, off right stream. now yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I will log off right fucking now <laughs> I, I saw uh, what it was. I think it was like a Woma. Well, no, it wasn't a Woma. And might have been a Woma. But somebody, somebody up in Canada made them. I saw them at the show, and then like all the genes passed over from ball pythons. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. They, oh yeah. I gotta say, like, I I do not own a hybrid. I've never bred a hybrid. I've never done any of that stuff. I, I kind of say it tongue in tongue in cheek because every time I mention it, even my dad's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you? Like, why are you saying that?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Well, it'd be cool." He's like, "No." But uh, the, the 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 genes passing over, I was like, whoa! Like they 
I gotta say, they looked cooler than all the ball pythons on the table. Yeah, I that's the that is the one thing when it comes to a hybrid any really any hybrid that's been used with ball pythons is it never seems like anybody uses a morph. Or they yeah, like you think pastel or or a normal or something, and it's like okay, like cool. Banana. We already know what it looks like, but yeah, do a banana, do a do spider a or something, right? And yeah, somebody somebody did like a uh the the Super Bowl hybrid, yeah. but they used a bumblebee. Yeah, okay. they did. I saw and, those, and I was like, okay, I'm not a fan of that hybrid, but that does really look badass. And it looks and different. Hybrids viable. Yes, right. Most of them. Well, it depends. Depends on what it is, but yeah, a yeah. lot of them are. So, in theory, you could take ball python genes, move them over into bloods, and then breed it into the blood, like breed blood you're back get, you're, to blood. Back to you're blood. I, I can see you're getting on. You're getting on Rob's edge. But just the, the genetic concept of that is very cool. I'm not doing it. I don't recommend people do it, but it's cool that it's possible. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Does he know that there are pieball blood pythons? Like, there's there's lots of cool blood python morphs. You don't have to like bastardize them with some shit that doesn't belong in there. But it was... it's true. The pied bloods are badass. If you haven't seen those, Will, you should you should fucking take a look at those. I have seen some. Uh, John Dyer, I believe, has one. Bum, bum, oh bum. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Bizarre, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe he has one. So I keep my eye on that kind of stuff too. You know, I'm not completely. Look, so now, Rob, you know what we're going to hear if, if we ever have, if you ever let me have Will back on now, because uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be, what do you think about breeding a pied ball python to a pied blood python? <laughs> you think they're compatible pied? <laughs> yeah, let's take a $25,000 albino or uh, pie ball blood python and breed it to a $100 fucking pied <laughs> ball python. Sweet. Let's do it. And then we could charge $5 million on it because people don't give a fuck about not, the actual snakes. They just care about the money. Not before you take that hybrid and breed it to a pied berm. They might as well. They might as fucking well. <laughs> I mean, that's... I, I would be interested to know if it lined up the same. On the like same on the allele? Same part, uh, just yeah, do genetic testing. Allele. Just test it. Yeah, but that, that takes time and money. I'm talking about just breeding the damn things. <laughs> You're, you're like passionate about not doing it, eh? Yeah, I'm just neutral. I'm like, if you uh, you have the snakes, you choose to do it. That's your choice. I got a big block list on Facebook from people who said they're going to hybridize snakes, so I don't ever sell my snakes to them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Rob, Rob is very much against it. Yep. All of them. Ninety-nine percent of them. So what's the exception? <laughs> why? Why is that exception? not in that why is it not 100 it's, it's the naturally occurring hybrid there, there are some that are naturally occurring um like the amazon emerald hybrid has been documented from wild animals a bunch of times uh even then a lot of them don't survive well i've been watching i think it's warren booth has got a uh a hybrid one that came in and mm-hmm. he's been growing it because i've talked to three different people who have had hybrid amazon emeralds and Every single one of them are like, they look badass, but you have to like limp them along because they don't shed right. They don't grow right. They don't breed. And it's like, okay, well, besides them looking interesting, they're not like, they just live this tortured existence. So what the fuck is the point? And then like a lot of the people who do, uh, oh, Dayton, Dayton is the one who's got one too. Um, But uh, a lot of people who are like, well, hybrids are fine. It's like, if you look at most of the hybrids, they're not fine. Like, there's there's lots of issues with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it, it I'm just... from the perspective where I have, like, absolutely zero information on how those hybrids do. How Like, I don't know anybody who breeds them. I, I guess I, I know one guy who made some. But I come from the perspective of just, like, I see the picture of the animal. I'm like, man, that's cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And you even have to admit that like those genes passing over that's interesting as hell you know uh, the fact that they <laughs> exist at all in their species that they belong in is cool as hell right no <laughs> let's just it's not true. appreciate it <laughs> just take it all for it granted appreciated, though. <laughs> or else you wouldn't be doing it right no i'm getting i'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of this i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm we can sorry. go on Reptile Fight Club and we'll just fight about it. <laughs> I got I got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I see. So I come from a place of like, I'm not super big on hybrids. I, I don't I don't necessarily fall one way or the other. the the, all, the biggest issue that I ever have with hybrids is honestly usually falls on the colubrid hybrid projects because a, a lot of them uh will end up looking more like one species or the other uh sure. depending depending on wh- what's going on and uh and then those animals get mis end up getting mislabeled constantly uh, sold as or sold misrepresented as or yep. misrepresented yeah and then they're sold as one thing they get plugged in somewhere and then you just get this muddying up of those of those waters you know that ordinarily wouldn't happen just because they weren't identified correctly Right. Um, okay. So that's that's when I have the issue, and and like I said, that that usually ends up pertaining more to the colubrid side of it than the the python and boa side of it. Um, Borneos and bloods, man. You're the same thing, right, Rob? If you've got three and a half brain cells, sure, yeah. <laughs> Today has just been irritate Rob day on the. Podcast. It must be. I didn't. I'm, I'm here for it. I didn't know it was a full moon out tonight. Like fuck. <laughs> Man, I didn't know it was that. Like, you know, dude, dude it's gonna be, it's gonna be no that. more ball python guys, no more Canadians, no more. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know some cool Canadians. Come on now, but no more ball python people. That's fair. Most of us, you know. This is how the conversation goes a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand. It's just the, it's the like I have that like wonder. I that like I wonder what would happen. I'm not saying that I need to go out and breed hybrids. I don't have any intention of doing that. I do perfectly fine with ball python. And I have lots of ball pythons that keep me busy for a long time. But <laughs> seeing somebody make them, I'm like, oh, shit, that's interesting as hell. You know, that's where I stand on it. And then I wonder, well, what if you put those together? What would that do? Then the ball you know? python mind takes over. Yeah, yeah. it's just that <laughs> curiosity that I'm just like starts rolling. And yeah. I understand how it would trigger somebody who might not. Share that mindset. <laughs> it's just fine, right? It's cool. It's gonna be okay, Rob. I, I'm giving you a virtual hug. It's gonna yeah, be we're okay. good, bro. It's fine. <laughs> Rob, what are you oh, keeping? Man. Talk to us about your projects, bro. I want to hear more about this. Uh, Rob's no. keeping pure genetic <laughs> no, lineage. Yeah, I'm keeping pure <laughs> species of the things that I've got. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Except for except for the the jungle jag. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the IJ Jag, the IJ which Jag, yeah. and 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 the main reason I don't have as much of an issue with those is because carpet python people ruined it thirty years ago, and I don't honestly believe that there's hardly any pure jungle carpets in the U.S. I mean, some of those guys who've got the locality things, sure, but every single one of those like highlighter black and yellow ones, I'm like, eh, I don't know about all you guys. IJs yeah. are like one of the few carpets where. You could be like, okay, this is a, a pure, pure species carpet python, but like coastals and jungles, uh, even diamonds, like a lot of those people ruined that shit 30 years ago, and there's no way, or there's very little way for us to be able to tell if yeah. that's actually true nowadays. So. True. And, sure. and also, wait, I guess technically I, I retract my statement on the, the jungle jag because technically they're the same. Oh yeah, they're the same now. species yeah, now. They were reclassified. So, do either of you guys? I I, I know you do um, do some ball pythons. Rob, do you do any ball pythons at all? I have a couple of ball pythons. Yeah. I guess what I've got a six-year-old bumblebee ball python that has never produced. That I've barely. I tried to breed her once in the six years that I've had her, and I've never produced anything from her because I really wasn't trying to actually fucking breed her. I just think she's cool. And then I've got like a couple. <laughs> Killer clowns and pastel lesser clown and a pastel butterhead clown and a normal clown. Just those things. I don't. I don't have a lot of ball pythons. I've got like six your, ball pythons. What is your like? You know, take on the the, the ball python market. What's being produced? You ha- like uh, you have to admit they're incredible. Yeah, so people are making some pretty cool stuff. I so the first time I saw Pastel Highway, I was like, "This is like the coolest freaking ball python to come out in twenty years!" Like, nice. it's just amazing. <laughs> and then watching some of the stuff that Cabelka produced, like, what was? It? Oh man, is a Azantic Desert, oh, Desert Ghost clown, clown. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
that thing is bonkers and it hasn't even grown so the desert ghost really gets to show itself off yet so it's right. just like yeah. right. i saw that thing i lost my mind i was like this is the coolest ball python ever like it's literally the coolest ball python i've seen like period yeah. so like that stuff's just interesting to me but like did you see the dg clown pied that he just showed off no that i've not seen it yet that looks pretty pretty it's gonna sweet. look wicked as an adult yeah 100 percent. I'll, I'll have to go after and look at that I yeah think that the dg is anti-clown will be a more striking adult yes oh yeah i agree i it's agree black and light contrast that's just like holy shit Yes. Right, and, and that's a platform that can be built on for years, years and years and years. It's incredible yeah. looking animals that are going to come from that. It's just, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is a really badass animal. It's funny. I talked to Justin a couple days ago. Um, we were just talking about some U.S. Ark stuff, and and he was like, "Man, I wish I could just do something and and make all this legislation go away." And I was like, "Well, you know, I can send you my address, and you can send me that uh, that Desert Coast Azanthic Clown, and I'll work my ass off for the value of that snake to make sure this doesn't pass he's like oh is that what it's gonna take i was like i'm just saying i'll work I mean, really that, hard right? yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> why haven't we talked about monsoon yet what the what's the what's the issues with that Dude, because will will said that he loves monsoon and uh and he doesn't want to spoil any surprises and uh. if, if you believe that that's no. good for you. No. <laughs> like, I don't like it. That's not, that's not the case. It's not that I don't like it. I do like Monsoon. I'm worried about it. That's my, that's my take on it. I am worried that it's such a powerful gene that it's going to overpower whatever we put into it. And when it comes to designing a combo or making a combo, I'm trying to like look three or four years in the head. Like what can I get Monsoon into that's really going to alter and because when you take a gene and, and put it into something and it's just the other gene all the time, it starts to become right. like, shit, how can I change this? That's the whole point of ball python combos. How do we make it look different? And I worry that Monsoon might not give us that ability that easily. So, super Phantom Monsoon. Don't think it'll work that well. Super Phantom Monsoon. No. Might I mean, be it's, crazy, right? It might I don't be, know. Yeah, I don't know anything about ball pythons. I don't know. Like, what the <laughs> I, we were talking about super phantoms earlier. I was just saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we were. We were talking about. We we were like, you know, it it didn't react crazy different with leopard. It didn't react crazy leopard. Crazy different with spider. Right. You know, so as far as like really intense pattern mutations, you know, that it could and interact are, with. You know, those are two you know, genes that put pretty much with anything. You'll see them. Right. right, you put leopard or or spider into name another combo. Really, mm -hmm. you'll see the leopard or the spider. This is the first time I've seen leopard or spider wiped out, and that's like I was kind of like, "Holy shit!" Okay, hang on a second. Th trying to think what else could be put into that now. Regardless, if monsoon's just a, always going to be that pattern, still a huge future for it because there's tons of color pattern mutations hypo dg ultramels lavenders you can do all that sort of stuff with it and run for years and years and years so yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. i just am i love the pattern manipulation more so than the color just mm -hmm. adding color i love the like oh shit that's a totally new pattern that we can go work towards you know azanthic yeah. desert ghost monsoon That'd be fucking badass, bro. <laughs> I bet you things looking white and just zigzags everywhere. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It'd be really badass. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I'll start that, actually. See, look at that. Look at that, Rob. You're a regular ball python breeder now. <laughs> I said three words in a row. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Sorry, four words. words. You need more words. Four words. If you aren't scratching your head trying to figure out what the hell you just said after you said it <laughs> yeah yeah no i know what azanthic is because i thought that's a cool project hey i'm just happy you're saying azanthic and not exanthic listen it's exanthic damn it <laughs> ashanthic <laughs> where, where do you stand on that will is it azanthic or exanthic azanthic okay all right see yeah see, rob there's no g in there yeah i know <laughs> I never fit in with the ball python people. That's actually another, I, I, you know, another gene that is surprising to me where you see like we have different lines of desert ghosts, state proof compatible, different lines of clowns are proof compatible, lavenders proof compatible. Now I guess the Ultramel 
uh, Caramel Monarch thing. I don't, <clears throat> excuse me. I haven't seen anyone like conclusively breed them together. Mm. I've just heard rumors. They all, oh, they did this, but I haven't seen like, hey, here's them locked. Here's a clutch. Here's the babies. Like I haven't right. seen that yet. So um, don't know there, but Azantic is a, is a different one. It's like all of the Azantic lines are all non-compatible. Yeah. There's some hypo ones. I actually kind of screwed myself early on. Um, I bought from uh, Gulf Coast a fire hypo, thinking, "Damn, this is gonna be sick." And uh, I bought it, brought in a fire hypo, and or so, no, sorry, I bought the fire hypo from uh, Ken Machek, and then I bought uh, a vanilla hypo from from um, Gulf Coast. And this was like when Gulf Coast had their vanilla stuff coming out. And I brought in the vanilla hypo and I was like, dude, I'm going to make a vanilla cream hypo. It's a one in four shot. Put them together. I made vanilla creams, double head hypo hypo because they were non-compatible lines and I was not aware of it. I was like, fuck. Now, this far down the road, I wish I kept them because it would have been fun to tinker. Like, can you see the double hypo stacked together? I don't know. How would that come Probably not. But like, what's another bin, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was the, the most real thing ever from a ball python guy. Hey, what's one more bin? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the rack's not full, so Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The rack's I, I never not have the entire room full. I try to always have some space, you know, like yeah. Cause I, I like being able to be like, okay, this snake's off of food. I'm gonna move it into a different bin, see if that gets it back on food. Just be able to shuffle stuff around a bit and and have that flexibility as opposed to you know, everything's just completely jammed to the ceiling and <laughs> try not to try not to do that. But. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Heck yeah, man. All right. So we're wrapping up our time. But before we let you go, Will, we always ask our guests one final question uh, to wrap it all up. So that question for you, sir, is what in the realm of reptiles, be it something in your collection, something you've seen scrolling the Internet or anything like that? What in the realm of reptiles has you excited about reptiles? Uh, honestly, the community, not the animals themselves. It's the people, man. Like I've met, I've met people that like, you know, are going to be my homies for life. Like, it's just like, and we all, you know, all because we're just like outcasts that like snakes and lizards and stuff, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, and, and, and like, the, just, just look around. Like there, there's likely an auction happening right now where like probably hundreds of thousands of dollars are being donated by guys breeding snakes to keep this going, you know, like that's, that blows my mind that that's a thing. And I think just as a community, like everyone's going to have their differences. Everyone's going to have that shit. But at the end of the day, we're all on the same fucking team here. Yeah. You know, and that's just like, that, that's crazy to me. It's like, you know, the, the animals themselves, incredible. The, the projects people are working incredible, but it's the actual people in the industry that I, 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 I enjoy the most. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. That's all about. So if people want to find out more about you and the projects that you're working on and the stuff that you're doing, where should they go to find you? Uh, just Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Royal Canadian Reptiles, Royal Canadian Reptiles.ca. Um, really just Google it, to be honest. Pretty easy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bam. That's where it's at. That wraps it up for us, dude. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Heck yeah, Close man. Dev. We'll talk to you soon.